Hello? Anyone there? Oh, hi. Welcome to Agility and More, the podcast encompassing everything about our special sport, from training, judging and competing to fitness and mindset, providing thought-provoking opportunities for any handler-dog combo to grow within the sport. Remember, if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you have always had. So let's grow and change together. Now let's get into today's episode. Today, we welcome Stuart Doughty to the podcast. Stuart is a full-time professional dog trainer specialising in agility. He is based in Worcestershire and runs both online and in-person training. He's had an extremely successful 2023 with his large dog, Riggs, winning individual bronze medal at the IFCS World Championship. He then continued this success at IMCA PAWC, taking the individual gold and two team silver medals, making the team world champions for the large dogs. This was in the Netherlands in August 2023. We draw on this wealth of knowledge and experience to discuss agility start lines in today's episode. We did experience some technical issues recording the podcast, so apologies for this. Well, hello, Stuart. Welcome to the podcast. I'm looking forward to our chat today. Can you start by telling me about yourself and what drew you into agility? Okay, yeah, thank you for having me on. Um, so, yeah, I've been doing agility for... 30 plus years um started doing agility for my parents actually my parents did it originally and we just got involved obviously being traipsed around the country from show to show and you know got involved in that um had a little short break when i got started work and left school and started work etc and then um got back into it a few years after and i've been doing it ever since um so yeah that's my uh, introductory to it and uh, i've been teaching for over 12 years now um and i haven't done anything back everything anything since that that's what i've done perfect yeah so you're full-time as a professional dog trainer for agility yeah. aren't you yeah, yeah that's what i do yeah lovely um can you tell me about your current dogs yeah so we've actually got six dogs here um two retired um agility dogs um one jack russell terrier that tried agility and didn't like it very much so we don't do it at all um two competing dogs one that becky runs uh, and rigs my current competing dog and then we've got a young 12 month old puppy that's just uh, making his way up link yeah he's making his way in through the through the pack as they do if you can tell me your proudest moment in agility yeah so, uh well my proudest moment i think again tough one because there's so many when you've been doing it for so long there's so many different things but i think my uh the proudest moment for me is last year doing the team world champions at uh, IMCA PAWC over in the Netherlands. Um, that's our, at the end of the day, then when we take this sport, that's our ultimate goal, isn't it? To be the best of what we can do. Absolutely. Uh, being world champions is the best of what we can do. So, <laughs> absolutely. The ultimate. So, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, that's that. Yeah. Congratulations on that one. So, uh, it's brilliant. So, today we're going to um, have a chat about start line weights. So, yep. should we um, do that and start with the advantages or disadvantages of, of having one? Yeah, I find it hard to find any disadvantages of not having one. I really do. Um, and I know it's tough for a lot of people out there. I get that. But I feel if you haven't got a if you haven't got a, a solid or a dependable start line weight, then you're complete. You're on the back foot from jump number one and then 
we know now that our dogs are getting faster and the courses are getting bigger and longer so that we need as much of a head start as we can get on our dogs i think so yeah the, there's i don't think there's a disadvantage of not having one i think you need one uh, and all the advantages that go with it the head start uh the clean start space you're confident when you're running your dog's confident when they're running and you've already got yeah i i can't see any disadvantages any advantages i just like to put it out there just in case yeah <laughs> <laughs> um there's a quite um a common theme in some um with some judges at the moment to have push round starts so yep. would you still incorporate some sort of start line routine start line weight routine within that yeah i do um it's something i try and speak to everybody every all the time about if you see that start line don't use it as an excuse to not have your start line weight um even if it's only for a split second one or two seconds i would still put my dog into the position that i need to be in settle down but then i can take a deep breath and relax and get myself ready as well so uh, i would yeah i would still incorporate my start line routine into that probably not as long as i would do normally but still have one yeah super Super. Yeah, absolutely. So when we're talking about rewarding um, our dogs to help teach them um, the start line weight in itself, um, the reinforcement, do you do that in place or do you do it um, in release or how how would you suggest that uh, the reinforcement is? Uh, it, it depends on how far down the journey you are, I think. Um, so for me, my start lines, I always reward in place um, at the very beginning because I want the position and the area that my dog is in to be as valuable as possible so if we're rewarding the release of that then we're only rewarding them to accelerate we're not rewarding them to settle down in the place that they need to be in the most they need to be it needs to be as valuable as possible i think position they're in sure and and reward positioning do you um use sort of location specific markers so behind the dog or so that you're sending them back to to get something or how how do you sort of do that yeah, so I, I generally, I always, I lead out and come back and stand next to my dog and I reward when I'm standing next to my dog. Initially, um, my position would always be the same. So I re always come back and reward the dog in position using food generally to start with. Um, so it's all a little bit calmer, a little bit more relaxed. Um, I generally, I, I don't very often reward for the dog behind them to start with. Um, build up those sort of things as we go along sure sure i've certainly seen some um handlers where they're when they're training they put the toy behind the dog and then reward them by sending them back to the toy yeah i i do that i suppose i do that if we get in the further on down the line we get when i'm trying to teach my dog a little bit more about not focusing always focusing forward on the jump uh think about the job that we're trying to do so it does come into it sometimes the more advanced my dogs get but um when we're initially doing the basics i want my dog just to be sort of focused on the position that i'm asking them to be in as much as possible and find sure. that as rewarding as possible yeah yeah definitely so when we're talking about proofing the start line what are your top tips for proofing the behaviors uh so for me um it, the most thing that i do to be honest is i try and get as many distractions around the dog as possible so from a proofing but i try not to worry about uh releasing them I try and keep them in the position they are and I get all the stuff in. So I add in equipment, I add in other dogs, I add in people, noises, all the bits and pieces I can possibly think of first, hoping that my dog stays in the position they can do while all that is going on. Uh, and then as they get better and better about, then I start to think about releasing them forward to where I need them to be next. Sure. 
Excellent, super. So as part of our podcast, uh, we're doing a mindset moment in the middle of each sort of interview. Um, and today we're going to be exploring your relationship with failure. Um, have you got any thoughts that about failure and how to deal with it? Yeah, well, I mean, failure is a big thing in agility, I think, at any level. I think we come across it all the time. It's so hard. Um, and most people that would know you or know me will say that I seem to handle it quite well, but behind the scenes, I'm not as good as I make out to be all of the time. Um, so it is, a, yeah, it is a thing that I have to work on a lot. Um, and I like to take, so like if I finish a, if I finish a training session or a run that hasn't gone quite gone as according to plan, um, I do need a bit of time on my own to figure that out um, and take my time. And I generally, I generally try and work through and look as at the positives that happen as many positives as I can happen. And then I'll look at what happened, what didn't happen or what went wrong after that. Um, but I do need time out first. So when I know it, it comes up a lot, but when you leave the ring, when you've just done whatever you want to do, and I know people want to come and talk to you and they want to tell you how well or how bad it was or all that sort of stuff. I like to take my time and just say, look, I need to go. I need to go somewhere else. I need to walk away and just give myself a few minutes just to process what's going to happen and then i can come back and talk about it after five minutes i can go through whatever you want me to go through but that initial space in between it not happening and happening i need to just walk away and process what's just happened or not happening yeah and a lot of people think of it as um, a learning loop so um if you can embrace the failure in the sense that look as you say look for the positives yeah. or um take some time to sort of evaluate it i mean the, the phrase often it, banded about is you either win or you learn and i'm very yes. much of the opinion you win and learn or yep. learn as well and yeah so yeah i don't think i don't think there's any yes we lose in a way because it's a competition so we might not get our first place trophy and all that sort of stuff so, so there is a loss in there but i suppose it's your perception of what winning is um i always look at it from a show point of view or an event point of view we're there doing the most amazing thing that we can ever do with our dogs we're out in the fresh air with people that we like doing the things that we want to do every weekend. And we don't have to worry about anything while we're there. So, all right, we might not have got that red rosette, but we still had eight hours of amazing fun with our friends and our dogs. So Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think that's a perfect point to, to finish that little section on. So brilliant. Excellent. Okay. So if we go back to thinking about our start lines, do you think there's ever a point that a dog can never learn to wait? think so i think it gets harder the more things that go on or the longer that you know the longer we let things happen i i think most dogs can learn a start line weight i think that it's the people that cause us more of the problems because of the we have as people we don't have very <laughs> uh what's the word need. we don't have patience or as much patience as we need um and it's just sometimes you have to take take yourself and your dog away from the whole situation and almost start from scratch um and if you're not looking you know some people don't have or don't yeah. feel like they don't have the time to do that and, and that's where i think yeah. the gap is sometimes just take them away and start again it doesn't matter and that sort of uh, leads us straight on to the next question because sort of if you've got an issue would you advise actually withdrawing them from competition until you've got it resolved yeah i try to speak that to everybody i mean you can do it while you're competing as well but it's just going to mess everything, you know, it's going to take so long and that whatever. But, and I think taking your dog out for 
28 days a month or whatever that is for the sake of another six years of competing it doesn't it doesn't even make it's, it's only a second really um, <laughs> you know i know it feels a long time because we feel like we're going to miss out on all the competitions we feel like we're missing out on all of this stuff but a month out it's not really a you know i know a lot of dogs that have more time than that from injury sure so taking your dog out to train something and be positive about it it's got to be a better solution than arguing about it all the time yeah definitely i i i would advocate taking them out from competition as well so yeah yeah 100%. it's the same as everything else whatever we're training if you've got an issue take them away from that yeah well secret's been out for nine months now so um we've yeah. run a long-term journey <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> so uh so yeah so when we think about problem solving what are the key um pointers that you would see that somebody's doing that would be a quick advice fix um I my the first thing that I see the most of is that um especially in competition people are worried about resetting yeah um and and not going back to the start if that makes sense so if your dog creeps forward takes the first jump whatever don't be afraid to go back and reset and refresh yeah um, whereas most people tend to go oh they've released I've got to run so oh. and they go and then the dog starts to learn that if they go early we're going to run anyway yeah yeah definitely yeah but so if me... i say i always try and get to people and say like if your dog moves in the, out of the position that you want to set it in don't put it back 100 percent. you don't have to run the course you don't have to do it and it's a consistency isn't it it's like saying yeah. right this is what i want and i'm always going to want it and yeah. there's no nothing else yeah. yeah yeah i know i know money comes into it a little bit I, we talk about things people saying oh, i've paid money for the run and i want to i want to get the most out of the run but it's five pounds or whatever it is i know it sounds a lot but it's five pounds 30 seconds yeah <laughs> it's the most expensive five pounds we ever pay yeah 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 exactly so just just stop and think about what you want your end game sure that's the difference brilliant excellent um so is there anything else that you'd like to add with start lines for our listeners um yeah i mean we've covered it really i think consistency is what you need um and try not to be pressured into doing things that you don't necessarily need or want to do when you're competing you don't have to run the course you don't have to you know if you're if your dog's not doing the thing that you needed to do then don't go any further until that's fixed that's that's why try and get to most people sure um, we feel the pressure of competition too much even at the lower levels it's getting worse now than it ever was but yeah. just don't don't go unless you're ready to go that's the that's the one thing i would say brilliant perfect okay so um we sort of conclude our session with um what i call super six questions to find out a little bit more about the inner steward okay, okay. <laughs> they're all quite easy and straightforward don't you yeah yeah um so your favorite agility show wow well i don't think it's a show but can i just say the imca tryouts yeah by all means yeah um a yeah. breed you like that you've never had beagle mm. interesting that one um, would you rather be able to run at 100 miles an hour or fly at 20 miles an hour? Run at 100 miles an hour. <laughs> Cake or chocolate? Cake. <laughs> uh, any specific one? Uh, no, not really. No. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> would you rather always be stuck in traffic but always take forever to find the perfect parking spot or never hit traffic, but always take forever to park. Wow. Wow. Um, 
I don't like being stuck in traffic. So the second one, I'd rather yeah. get there and then find a space. Yeah. Um, cup half full or half empty? Half full. Perfect. Um, and to finish, do you want to give a shout out to your agility bestie if you have one? Agility bestie? Wow. Apart from my dog Riggs at the moment, he's my best pal at the moment. Um, but people-wise, my agility bestie, I have to go with Becky, my wife, to be honest. Yeah, I think you should. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. You've yeah. been in a lot of trouble otherwise. Yeah, it? yeah. She's the um, one that keeps me on the right level as well. Yeah, perfect. Now, Stuart, I do know that you um you do run a start line weight course. Yeah. Um, is there any way that people can find you easily or how would you suggest people? Get yeah, um, obviously I'm on Facebook. So if you search for me on Facebook under Stuart Doughty Agility or Stuart Doughty, whichever one I'm happy for, you can find me on that. And I do I do online coaching um, as well as obviously face to face coaching. So if anybody needs anything, then just get in touch and I'll do what I can. Perfect. Excellent. Well, that certainly finishes us off for today. Um, thank you ever so much for your time. Um, and uh, let's hope that uh, people have got some good tips out of um, the session. Today. Yeah. OK, thank you very much for having me. It's been fun. Really enjoyed it. Thank you. No, thank you very much. Take care. Bye. Take care. Bye. Bye. So in the words of Justin Prince, today you are the oldest you have ever been and the youngest you will ever be again. What stops most people is starting. So if there's something you want to change, do it now. If you like the episode, please follow us and enable notifications so you don't miss the next one. Also, if you can rate and share the podcast and follow us on social media, it would really mean a lot. See you soon for the next episode.